0: You are Locked On Pacers, your daily Indiana Pacers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Welcome in to this, I don't even know, Monday night, Tuesday, I don't know when we're going to put this up, edition of the Locked On Pacers podcast, where we talk about the Indiana Pacers and free agency five days a week. As always, I'm one of the hosts of this show Tony East covering the Pacers for Forbes on the other line. Like me, much more calm than we were on yesterday's show. Adam Friedman. Adam,
0: how are you? Pretty good. I think we decided, right, we're going to post this show on recording at 6.16 Eastern Time. <laughs> we're going to post it when we finish probably around, let's say, 8 by 8. Oh,
1: probably. We, we need to clarify that because signings are happening exactly. every, like, four seconds. Yeah. Uh, exactly. So it's hard to keep up. Um, we're going to go backwards. Through the show, we'll talk more Brogdon and Lamb later. We'll talk about all the Pacers guys leaving, but we want to talk about where the Pacers are at and what could come next. Um, so, it's actually hard to say how much cap space they currently have, but it looks like it's at the most about 5.3 million and at the least about 1.3 million, and that depends on how they structured the contracts of Brogdon and Lamb. So they could have done it where they get Uh, a backloaded deal where they get the maximum raises and that would give them 5.3 million in space now and less space in the future, or they could have front loaded those deals and have about 1.3 million in space now and more cap space in summers when Oladipo and Turner and whoever is a free agent.
0: So I think it's probably fair to maybe make the assumption that that the players have discussed with the players that we're going to pick which way you want to do it. Once we know what other moves they have. I mean, is that, you think they think that they're already locked into whatever they're doing.
1: I mean, why was it does it matter? They're getting the same amount of total money. Yeah, no, exactly. I I don't know if there's like well, what what if it you're it could a- be fluid, like say they, they like the steal of free agency comes to them and says, Yeah, I'll come play for you for five point three million, they'd be like, All right, never mind well the only way you say it's not
0: the same money because the longer the more cash you have on hand the longer the better it does in the long
1: term right right yeah so they would (laughs) want they could want it front loaded but
0: but it's not that much different i mean you're talking about you know getting 20 million one year and 22 the back end versus the flip so it's not like right right
1: exactly um so it is interesting that they have the options so it's really like i i want to i want to say it's probably one or the other extreme but i don't really know they could have somewhere in between uh in the cap space realm so it's it's kind of hard to determine it, but I mean, 1.3 million is essentially a useless number. I mean, all you can really do with that is sign um, like an undrafted free agent to a to a slightly above the minimum contract that lets you go three years. But since it's below the vet minimum anyway, it's kind of a useless number. So uh, it's kind of odd how that changes.
0: It depends this year. Do they want to basically get two room exception guys or one, right? That's the,
1: well, that, no, that, I mean, that's the short way of looking at it. The other value is, as we discussed this before, oh, the yeah. show, if they, if they do front load the deals and they have the low space now, then, you know, come the summer of 2021, when O Depot depots, a free agent. Uh, and obviously there's some variables here, like Sabonis is free agency and what happens with McDermott and leaf. But, um, you know, they could create a little bit more space that summer to potentially sign a guy before they have to give Oladipo Depot his eventual max.
0: Yeah. And their they're, they're luck is Old Depot's cap hole will actually be less than what the max contract will be that year. So his cap yep. hole is like 31 and a half, is what I think your little your chart that you do really well on projecting. Um, and he'll pick max cap number that year, probably start at like 37 range.
1: Yeah. It, actually, it's going to be a huge max. Um, man, I just tried to type it in and the number is so big. Well, it'd be 30. We, the
0: cap, one website projects the cap to be 125. So 30% of that is where you start at for a player who's under 10 years, I think. So be like, yeah, 30
1: per, it, he'll get 30% of it.
0: So 37.5 million.
1: Yeah, uh, it's 37.5 million in his cap hold. Uh, like Adam said, it's 31.5 million. So you're really saving six mil of space right there. And then McDermott oh, I mean, has. how much you were under the cap. Like if you're. You're sort of saving it, I guess. Depends how much you're under the cap, right? I mean yes kind of I, yes if you're on. over 6 million under the cap it has value um, yeah. and then McDermott's a free agent that summer no problem cutting his cap hole it's going to be way more than he's worth at dollars. age 29 or whatever uh, yeah and you know they'll figure they'll know what's up with Leaf by then either he'll be good and worth a deal or he'll be gone and you know the only the only other wild card is what they would do next summer which is basically Sabonis and whatever space they end up having which doesn't project to be a whole ton given that they signed some longer term deals this summer. So uh, Sabonis is basically the wild card there, but there is value in saying, okay, maybe the, the Old Depot summer when all these guys that we now have are, you know, rev- revving up to be in their prime and ready to go. Uh, we can get one more signing in before we have to max him and not have space for a bit. So I
0: think the way it's set up too, it works nice for the Pacers in one way where they can extend Sabonis, which, and they won't, they'll still have cap space going on in two seasons, which is, I think it's the, the Turner contract, but they're also in a position with all these kind of mid-level salaries where if, and in their kind of valuable assets of Sabonis and Holiday, depending on develops, where they could be in play for the next kind of, Yes, superstar leave. I think that's the vision they're in right now. I think Brogdon and Oladipo are the cornerstones, and probably Turnary talking about. But like Lamb's contract, Warren's contract, it's a bonus if Holly develops into a player. You got your first round pick probably. You probably traded next year's first round pick, so you probably, but you still have the rest in your future. You've got Goga. I mean, you've got assets that like I'm trying to think like if Bradley Beal just tells the Wizards I want out, even though I guess that's not the greatest fit anymore because they have two guards. But <laughs> but something like that, or let's even honestly say, let's say PG says he wants he wants out Oklahoma City, and you make amends with him whatever and whatever, bring him back like. We're not going to say no. To that. I, I, that kind of thing could be possible. Who's the that. next guy going
1: to be? Like Towns. Yeah, Towns and Towns uh, would be interesting then.
0: because would you flip like Turner in
1: that deal for him? Because you might. Yeah. You might. Yeah. There's an even another asset there. Kevin Love comes to mind, even in a different way. Um, at that point, like, hey, here's some just like good, salaried, good players. Cavs. Now you're off your crappy deal. Yeah, I um, don't think Love makes much sense because he's too
0: old. I think you want to go for a guy really who's younger. Young. Like the amount of is going to be the superstar, like. In his prime, you're not going to trade for a post-prime player. I we
1: guess. are also looking too far ahead at, at other stuff. Um, no, but I mean, I think Townsend.
0: <laughs> one, I think, um, I mean, I'm trying to think who else is out there. I mean,
1: these are not correlated to what's happening right
0: now. No, I I can't think honestly the top of my
1: head. I can't think of many other players, but I, I know it, there's it, a. It's just there are benefits to to back to front-loading the deals, excuse me, and having mm-hmm. them decline by five percent every year. As Maybe honestly is and
0: Milton's available. That kind of thing's possible.
1: Yes, um, but the other advantage of keeping the space now is you can sign a guy to a multi-year deal now and have more depth in the future, things like that, and $5.3 million is not so much that you can't like get rid of it or it's going to kill you in future years. So they, they have options, and it, it's hard to say what they could do, but I personally and selfishly feel like they still need to do two more things. Uh, one is they need a third point guard because Holiday and Brogdon are awesome, but Brogdon... Um, for one of his negatives, if we ever get to talking about that, which by the way, I haven't told you Adam, but I have people lined up to talk about our new guys. Um, Brogdon does have injury problems. uh, Occasionally with his foot. You might need a third point guard. Uh, You definitely need a third point guard and a bigger, you know, forward who can guard your Giannis, since he's still in the division, guard your Kawhi's your whoever that's huge on the other team that could possibly play spot minutes every game when, when required to do so. So I think that, uh, because those two needs are prevalent, they might try to at least use some cap space to get that kind of guy. I think also
0: the idea the back to kind of the front of backloading, if you can figure out a clear McDermott's contract, you might want to backload the deals because then you can create enough space to go after a really a good player for 12 million in space.
1: Yeah, I feel like we're just trying to clear McDermott to clear McDermott at this point no, because, I mean because, if McDermott
0: to get nine million space. I mean, how
1: many twelve million dollar players are still available? So that's I think that's where we got to
0: go next, right? So One? I think, well you talked about one of the Morris brothers is The good the
1: brother. Morris brother Mar- Marcus, I would probably pay that much for. But that's probably the only one. Maybe Kelly Oubre. Yeah, Oubre's interesting. I you know. He is. I
0: mean, if Danny Green is sitting there, would you give him like 10 or 11? I mean, you don't have to give him all 12, but you have to give him, you know what I mean, would you give him 10 if he's After out they
1: there? extended Sumner, which we'll talk about later, uh I don't know that they would have a role for Danny Green.
0: That's that's fair. Um well, remember Olibo is going to miss the first person they're going to need another guard anyways. Aren't they the just going to go Lamb Sumner off the bench? No, isn't Lamb going to start? Yeah, so Lamb have, Sumner. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, but the question is, can Lamb handle the ball a little bit? If you need to, like, could he be that roaming point
1: guard instead of getting a, another guard? I don't know. You kind of. Uh, I would not bank on them thinking that way, but maybe Rondo. What's 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 Rondo going to cost? He's, oh he's God, go. please no. Um, Rondo is bad. First of all, second of all, like I don't know the room exception. <laughs> Um, Rondo is not Rondo is not coming here because here's how this pitch goes. Hey Rondo, we want you to be the third string point guard. Before you even offer him a deal, he hangs up the phone.
0: What so, about uh, like KCP?
1: I know he's not like guard either, but like he's like, I don't know. I'm just thinking of guys. I'm going through lists. Uh, I would not. Well, you could probably afford KCP without dumping McDermott, and I wouldn't trade McDermott you, just to get KCP. What do you think KCP gets the room? Uh, no, probably like seven or eight. But how do you get to seven or eight? You don't have five. I no, point. I mean that's what I'm saying. Like it doesn't make sense to trade McDermott just to get a 7 oh, million. Yeah. Um, okay. Here's the other right, thing I like want to talk about million. with trading McDermott. So, between Mo Harkless, who's an expiring eleven million dollar deal, it took a first round pick to get off that money in a trade. And there was who's the other wing that got traded along? With it? Oh, Andre Iguodala. Andre Iguodala is also an expiring wing. It took a first to get off of him. Like getting, I thought McDermott would have more value than he does he does not like getting off these wings in this, in this summer is hard because there's not a lot of teams that hoarded space that want to do that. So I, I don't think trading McDermott is, is, is even kind of feasible unless you're willing to part with assets to do it.
0: Well, I mean, we talk about the, the second round pick adding on stuff. I don't know. It's enough. I mean, he, he had a better contract than both those guys.
1: With average. Does he? They're actually better than him though. So that's why they're making more like Harkless yeah. on an expiring is a better deal than McDermott. And it took a first to get off of him. Yeah, I
0: that that no that's fair. I don't know, you're right. I mean, the thing is McDermott probably hasn't made have value come December range cuz what happened is all the kind <laughs> yeah. kind of like right the the Nets did a nice job of realizing they needed space and just getting in kind of going I guess the cheapest route to clear space, right? of any team cuz they did it early. So they did it early. It's all going to kind of reset come December again. So if the players are proactive about it, they could probably dump McDermott, but it will it depends whether they want to dump him or trade him for a guy in a you
1: know what I mean, McDermott in a pick, gets you maybe There's a, no one worth that Asset dump to me to get off of him though. No, I'm talking besides like besides the more eye, the one more eye. No, I'm talking it. about like
0: in terms of actual players that are on roster. So if somebody making like eight million dollars and they want it with the same contract. Maybe you flip them
1: because they like the team gets two second round picks in McDermott kind of thing. Maybe it's not competing. I feel like it has to be more than two seconds because two seconds probably what it takes to dump them straight up, and then you have to include the asset to get the player. Yeah, but what if it's I'm not gonna, like like you're basically training the same value player, maybe better
0: fit. Like you're getting a power forward instead of you know what I mean. Oh, well, I mean, like, like you know give, how, give
1: me an like, example. It's hard. Okay. It's yes, hard. it is because it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. <laughs> like uh, I almost <laughs> like, I think, I think I get what you're saying. Like, yes, maybe there's some value to, of a better fit, but given the way that everything is shaken out and I can't believe it's still July 1st, there's just not like a logical, like beyond hope of just like trade McDermott. Like what it's if the insane. other Morris brother signs for two for 15 and trade for him in December? You know what I mean?
0: Isn't that like is that fair value? You second round pick and McDermott for the other Morris brother.
1: What? Why would they sign a guy to trade him in December? Unless your no, son's an no.
0: idiot, they wouldn't sign more. Another team would. Maybe they're trying to compete and they end up not being good. I don't know.
1: A lot of teams Unless do that. No one signs a guy just to create them. The
0: Suns might do that, so they would end up doing. The that.
1: Suns are the dumb team that did that with the Reeds last year.
0: The, the Suns and the Hornets would probably the two teams. That yeah, might the
1: Hornets do. also are doing some stupid stuff. So man, my, that
0: oh that Rozier dude. You, you oh. got to take advantage of stupid teams. That's that's the point. <laughs> that's how you get rid of. McDermott. I
1: just I don't think it's easy with McDermott to be like done. All right, yeah. we have this awesome space now.
0: I think it'll take some creativity. It might take maybe Leaf. It has shows a little bit of potential, and he's one add that to that. I don't know. It's going to take some creativity for sure. I'm, I'm not. Dying.
1: I don't think it's a necessary thing. No, I don't think so either. I think the idea you're is very fixated on a thing that I feel like is just like a, a pipe dream. I, because I think upgrading <laughs> from gives you your
0: clearest chance of being a really deep team, which is what you're going to need when you're not, don't have the most talented player is depth. They're already
1: pretty deep. And I feel like they have enough space to just like sign a guy better than McDermott if they really don't want him to play. Well, they technically don't, right? Because they don't have. I mean, a guy of McDermott's
0: value. James Ennis. Yeah, but I don't. Yeah, I mean, it depends what you value these guys
1: because they're they're. they're Wilson Chandler. What about like Jeremy Lin? I mean, I don't know why that he would play instead of McDermott, but I'd be down for Jeremy Lin if he would take the third point guard role. I don't think he will but I would um, like that. Just thinking about players that have as much
0: value. I don't know. Not, not same position whatnot, but just same value. you
1: like the third point guard level guy. Okay, also, I'm surprised this hasn't ever been like brought up. Quinn Cook, just because he's really tight with Vic, just to, just to give Vic another reason to stay, seems like a good third point guard addition to me, but that's just off the cuff. Yeah, no, that's not a bad idea. I mean, you know, like now that they've set a good team and they kind of have a, a roster, not set set for next year, but like, they're already at ninety million of salary for next year, not including holiday leaf or Sabonis. Uh, you know, I feel like next year's summer might be moves like what does Vic want the team to do? <laughs> and uh Quinn Cook might might fall into that category.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think we first get an get indication that Vic wants to leave, which I don't think we have that yet, and I don't think we No, we
1: can. don't have any I
0: like never that, get that thankfully. to be honest. Yeah, thankfully. I mean they've done they've done a good job. Of kind of convincing him to stay in a way I don't know, but,
1: but even think, if it's behind the scenes, just like if Vic wants something, you do it. You know, that's it. That's
0: the, the thing is, we you know where Vic could end up going is, is I hate to do this conversation right now, but like Miami makes the most sense for him. At some point. <laughs> with Jim B, yeah,
1: like um, their space by there. But, I, but yeah, they might. Anyway, another time. Anyway, <laughs> this is why you save space for the summer just to make sure you can give him money. Um. Yes. Yeah, there's just now, right now with their space, I think that the guy that they could sign to guard wings could be ahead of McDermott, but I don't think he would be. I think he'd be more ahead of leaf if he did play. Um, but it'd be, it'd be hard. It's kind of hard to find the perfect guy who's like worth that money. And would also be like, yeah, I won't play some games if we're not playing like an elite wing. And then, okay. How about oops. this? Why don't you give me one guy you like to see him sign? We'll fit that role. I'll
0: give you one and then we can do a break. Okay. So give me yours. If you have, or do you want me to do mine first?
1: Mine is Rhonda Hollis Jefferson. Okay. I don't think that was yours. Uh, no, just it wasn't. Young guy who is terrible on offense, but I mean, you're signing him just literally to do exactly what I said. Like, all right, Dave Giannis, go ram into him every possession. That's it. And I don't know that he would accept that role. I think he wants a bigger role because he's young and can get more money in the future. But if he'll if take it, go for right. it. Right. Um, you, you know who,
0: who I'm, I'm going to pick, right? No. He's higher than, I think, Jefferson on the hoops hype list. Lance is a bad defender, if you're going to say Lance. I was going to say Lance Stevenson.
1: Lance is a bad defensive player.
0: It doesn't matter. He, he, he's your fifth point guard.
1: The, I thought you just said we were doing forwards.
0: No, any player. I'm sorry. I meant any player. Oh. Well, then Marcus Morris is the guy. No, any guy <laughs> in like the $5 million right there. <laughs> oh, actually... my
1: gosh. You keep making new rules <laughs> on the fly <laughs> here. My,
0: I thought you understood that. Like, <laughs> I can't keep real. up
1: with this exercise. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Sorry, give me, is is Jefferson still your one restricted room exception
1: guy they can get? Is he still- Room exception, now we're changing it again. Well, uh, that's what I meant,
0: that's, what they, that's all they can get with
1: their cap space. They can get a higher than a room exception guy, they have basically the tech similarly. Um, I like Jeff Green, but I don't know if he would take that low of a deal. I don't know, I don't know. I don't know. There's okay. not a lot of good fits
0: anymore. I think Lance is a good fit.
1: How he's never gonna play
0: just because he would be a <laughs> fifth point guard in motivation off the bench add some ah uh, yes energy I guess
1: these are fake things
0: I don't know I don't know it just seems like it's worth it for that much I month. love getting outscored when he plays
1: he's just bad he's just but bad. Holy,
0: okay we're not doing this again I would say who's good at, good at that spot anyway so not a lot Alec Burks
1: um, except he already signed I forgot he signed with the Thunder so, ah, that one snuck they, past me because Roy
0: broke it of all people they missed out on
1: Frank the tank huh Frank Kaminsky oh had- I know he went to the Suns how funny is that the Suns went from Dragon better to Frank Kaminsky I don't know who I'd rather have they're both just bad
0: um okay so you want to do a break and then we can talk about Other uh, stuff? The, the how the guys fit sure
1: I'm calling an audible we'll do fit in a minute okay that's fine um, Wes Matthews, who could have been that wing defender, incumbent gone, minimum yeah. deal. Who did he sign with? I, I saw his but I didn't know the who. Bucks. Oh, that's Bucks. kind of surprising to me. Be, just the money, because I thought Wes Matthews would get more than that. Heck, I'd pay more than that to be a good ball stopper for the Pacers. You know why? You know why he went there, right? T- he went to Marquette. Title
0: contention. Title contention. I don't know. Mar- Marquette, maybe you could. I don't know. That's but sure. the
1: combo of the two.
0: Sure. Um I would say title. That's probably the reason.
1: Yeah, title contention. I mean, go go get it, young man. And that it makes sense man. for a team,
0: team that needs a now needs a kind of a two hybrid point guard. That they lost their, Yeah. Their- I wonder
1: if there if there's value to him because the Bucks are far enough from the tax you could just be like, Hey, let's throw him in the sign and trade with Brogdon. Yeah, should
0: they just do that to clear a little more space? Get him a
1: little more money. Yeah. That wouldn't clear any more space.
0: Right. So what would that do? You could throw in some more money. Into no, that's it. just,
1: that's just to do goodwill on one of your guys, basically. Oh, okay. That's fair. But I mean, well, it doesn't cost the herb anything. Like if the bucks are receptive to it and Matthews wants it, they could, I don't think that will happen, but could, Yeah. They're, 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 anyway, anyway, um, I don't, don't want to pay more because the the, the the luxury tax. Yeah, they're below it right now. Um, but they don't;
0: want, they'll get too close to it. I'm assuming they have to pay more money. I don't think
1: they will. Okay. Um, Thad wins the Bulls. We we'll talked about that a little bit. He'll be a great mentor for Lowry and Wendell, and I don't, I don't know if he'll start, but that's a good fit for him. I feel like. Um, and they got Saderanski. I'm jealous. Three for thirty it, for Sato is a nice deal.
0: So is Thad's entire contract guaranteed? I
1: believe so. We can good talk about him. that. Three for forty-one in. Great. I did not think he would get that much. That's almost $14 a year. I guess that's kind of what I thought he'd get. I take that back. That's what he made last year, right, roughly? Or yeah. That could start at like $12 million and have max raises. Yeah, never mind. I, that's fine. That's a good deal for him. Good for him. Uh, I mean, that's about the high end. That's the high end. Every Patriot guy went in the high
0: end because they had a good year last year. I mean,
1: yeah, and we oh, kind of Well I, I think too. also the market is a little bit more robust than I than I thought, which is why the high end is really probably – more reasonable
0: well and you have to remember the payers had a really solid season like they, they were good good guys had good stats like just i mean they just there they were a good team and they were led by veterans so teams value those kind of players and when they have a lot of cap space they were willing to pay more than they Four should for them, 73
1: for bojan so we can talk about that one because i haven't heard the quote i am going to listen to this later on the woj pod woj says they offered bojan 54 million and I'm curious if that is over three or four years, because if it's over four years, that means the Jazz offered 19 more million. It has to be three. Uh, in total. And if it's three million, that's very similar average annual values, and the Jazz just went for the extra year. Yeah, I'm gonna. So I would guess it's three years as well. Yeah, the Jazz uh, and, the ja- that- and the extra year is why he ended up choosing there.
0: The extra year and the extra mill,
1: and the extra one mill. Yeah. No I mean, raises. I mean, is that even a like a thing?
0: <laughs> well, no, are we sure that he didn't maybe he said the Pazer going to go four for seventy-two. You guys talked that I'll come there kind of thing. Yeah,
1: that's true. 72. Okay. Well, but okay. I think it's like no, I think what it is is that's like the max they could have offered him given their space because they got off of favors in Neto to do everything. Um okay. with, still the extra year is very interesting, but at age thirty one, I cannot blame on for going Wait, the he's not thirty one, is he? In or thirty, he's thirty. Right. Stad right? is 31, right? He's is he yeah, Stad's a thirty one year old. I did get that back. Bardanovich, I thought he was yeah, he turned thirty in he April. He turned thirty this month, I believe, or
0: last month. Yeah, that's like a, crazy. That was last well, he's been playing basketball. I don't know, his last two years worrying me, but we'll see.
1: Yeah, he'll only be 34 at the end. It's not a big deal. Um but I mean, yeah, I mean he'll be starting his decline. I get why you'd be tepid to offer the fourth year. Yeah, but if, if that the, was the difference, I might have done it, but I think I don't think it was the difference because he's gone. Yeah, but if you're
0: the Jazz, you're doing what the the um, Raptors did. You're pushing all the chips to the center and saying we're going
1: to win the championship this year. All next. in. They're all in. They're yeah. really good. They're probably one of the three best teams in the West. They might be the best team in the league. Man. Kawhi does. Yeah, Kawhi doesn't go to the Lakers, Jazz, Nuggets, and uh, Rockets are going to be fighting for that West title. Yeah, I'm thinking who are they? Like, if if let's say Kawhi goes to the
0: Clippers, I mean, if it goes to Toronto, they're probably the favorites next year, right? Just yeah, because. definitely. But then you got probably Phillies in that in that realm, Milwaukee's in that realm, Lakers, obviously. If they get them. To Denver, Portland. Yeah, there's a lot Warriors of Warriors might be to be that. That. Yeah. So, right, but they're they're definitely up there. They they could maybe
1: have the best regular season if they don't do some kind of low management for a bunch yeah. of guys. Remember how many people told us that D'Lo uh was not gonna get the max? And then not only did he get it, he got it and is on the Warriors. What a crazy trade that is. Right.
0: And he, he got the the bird, right,
1: Max? Right, he, yeah. No, he can't. You can't get your full bird in the side and trade. You can only get with the max What a different
0: what he's signed for four for seventeen. Four for, like four, one four 17, for
1: 117. His full max from a so, non net so team that's 29.25. Wild, wow. Uh, then the that's other the last one besides O'Quinn because DC retired and Tyreek is done. Uh, Corey Joseph. To the Kings to be uh Fox's little running mate. I like that fit with him and Fox just because they're both kind of quick. He, he can uh, play the two next to Fox, He can play the one as the backup. I like it. And he got uh, he got three for 40 something as well. He got close at deal. No, 37. 37. Oh, really? Oh, that's right. That's right. Just over 12 million, which is a lot more than I thought he'd get actually. But again, the point guard market, was I think we we're. We were about three million
0: (laughs) off for every guy, right? I mean, I think Bowen fifteen was what we four over sixty is what I I kind of had in of Right? I did not get anyone else's. Well, so Bowen, I would have guessed got to eighteen, but I would have liked four for sixty. Thad three for thirty, and Kojo like three for (laughs) twenty. I thought
1: I thought Thad would get closer to ten million a year. He got closer to fourteen. I thought Corey would get closer to eight million a year. He got over twelve. Uh, I thought Matthews would get the tax mid level. He got the minimum. So I was backwards on that one. Um, I missed one. Who did I He's miss? Really oh, Boyan, I got
0: pretty good. Really the minimum, though.
1: Huh? Not because he, you know, what I mean, Matthews took the yeah, minimum. But I mean, yeah, that's true. He did. I, I mean, yeah, that's true. I don't know. Man, they gave Robin Lopez the room exception and Wes Matthews minimum. and I mean, that feels backwards. Uh, Kyle I'm Quinn's got there. Sorry, and what? Kylo Quinn ends up.
0: I was, yeah. Yeah. I would say Cody is a good guy to be the Kings. He's the perfect kind of guy when you have a young team. You need a veteran oh, yeah. guy off your bench to just sort of steady things. I love He's got to do Kings. great. Yeah. The Kings, Kings might, are going to be a playoff team next year, probably. I bet they think they will be. <laughs>
1: I'm not sure. I mean they have a shot. Who's going to fall out? I mean, I'm trying to think. Yeah, that, that's right? the thing. The Lakers probably, probably gonna think they're. Let me put it. The Lakers are definitely going to make it, and the Kings are definitely going to think they're going to make it. Yeah. and The Mavs probably think they can make it. You gotta think three no, teams house, dropping out. It's hard to find another year.
0: Wait, okay. Clippers do have quiet and sign there. I could go. I, I'm okay with that. That makes sense. Who else? Who was the seventh seed? I forget. OKC. Okay, OKC missed the playoffs? That'd be insane. Um I don't know. <laughs> it's gonna be yeah. a bloodbath out there. But he's made it the playoffs
1: is. every year of his career, Corey. Has, so maybe the Kings uh got what they needed out of him.
0: Yeah, they should really get rid of conferences.
1: They should be in a new
0: conference. Some fourteen. Borderline, the pages might not make the playoffs if they did that next year. Ah, no kidding.
1: Uh, they probably still will. We'll talk about their hierarchy in the East at a later time. Uh, yeah, so no, it's not, not, not What were we going to do in this segment before I said let's talk about where everybody else went? I've completely forgotten. No, we did what you want. We're going to take just do another break,
0: and then we'll finish out just talking about fit of those guys they signed. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Okay. I mean, you you heard it yesterday, and me going. Ah, ah, they got Brogdon. Uh, Ah, ah, I mean, I think his fit is just just so good, especially with Oladipo.
0: Yeah, I think there's a chance that could be the best guard pairing in the Eastern Conference once they're both – once he's healthy.
1: Oh, man. Go through
0: some – in the East. uh, No,
1: that is still Kemba and whoever the two guard is on the Celtics, I bet. So Kemba and Gordon? Kemba and – yeah, whoever you consider the two between Brown, Tatum, Gordon, either way, I think it's that. But right. it's definitely one of the best two or three in the East. That's for damn sure. Are we sure the Kemba Gordon Hayward is
0: better than Oladipo? And uh, it depends. It depends how Good Vic sure? is and
1: he returns. If Vic's uh, all NBA Vic, it's close. But I don't think he will be this season. Maybe next year. Um, but they are a, I mean, phenomenal fit. Brogdon can. Take guys off the dribble when the defense ships off of him to, to stop an elite ball driver. He can hit the outside shot in the same scenario. Uh, he can kind of pass. He can really defend. 6'5, but 6'11 wingspan. I don't don't, remember why I liked Talon so much, Taylor Horton Tucker, because of his freakish wingspan. That's exactly what Brogdon is. Also he's at 26, not.
0: though he's right in his prime.
1: 26, only four years in the league. Uh, pretty much, the foot thing is the only thing that's scary about him because he's so efficient. He can score from anywhere, and he can defend. It's like, that's the guy.
0: Yeah, I, I think he's the best non-like superstar fit for Olipo. I agree. I
1: mean, that's that's what you, especially for a for another guard. Uh, Sixty-one point four percent true shooting, and his okay. career low true shooting at fifty-five percent is still pretty is good. The-
0: is it fair to say that of all the point guards that were fringed this year, he might have been the best fit that were available? I said I'm thinking Kemba maybe, but no uh, point guard, free agent point guard.
1: Is there anyone I'm missing? I don't know. I probably, I, right? I think I think in the whole scheme of point guards, if you assume Vic's going to be this 30 percent high usage dude, like Ben Simmons is probably the best fit. But that's yeah. unreasonable. But honestly, unre- Brogdon is sort Chris of Chris the- Paul.
0: Yeah, but I'm afraid guys. I mean, I, right. I, Brogdon is in the mold of a Ben Simmons, Chris Paul, ish type of player, more defensive heavy kind of player, long arms, like playing above their weight almost. They so.
1: are more creators. He is not as much of a creator, but he's very, very good at things. He's not a high turnover guy, which I, of course, love. Yeah. Um, and here's the stat I dug up about Brogdon, because I'm, getting, I'm hearing the term uh, role player a lot on Twitter, and I disagree. Very much disagree.
0: Yeah, I don't think he. I think he's a
1: he's a starter. Above he's average a, role player. I mean, no, he's a solid starter. Well, I mean, what do you a role player, like a rotation player like, is who's good a role at one thing. No, I think okay, like well, is a role player. His role is rotation shooter. No, I think Thad's a good player. Okay. I don't like rotation players. Just like fine. So the Bucks were the. Uh, let me finish my stat, Adam. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. The the Bucks were plus 10.9 points per 100 possessions when Brogdon and Giannis were on the floor together. Guess what Brogdon's number without Giannis was? No idea. Plus 9.9. So even without the star, the Brogdon Bucks were almost plus 10 points per possession. He is good. At basketball, and it doesn't, it does like he's not a role player who's doing really well because he's with some star. He's like really freaking good, and he was awesome in the playoffs last year.
0: So, I'll say the only thing that concerns me, and it's not really a broad specific, it's more the fact the Pacers are going to start four new guys when the season starts. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
1: that's uh, what? No, they're not.
0: Yeah, they are supposed to start.
1: Oh, oh, fair, fair. Sorry, I phrased that in that way. I see four new starters. Yes, yeah, that is true. Um, yeah, I think that could be awkward. Um I, yeah, the, that's it. I think that could be awkward. <laughs> yeah. Um okay,
0: so Lamb's fit. I think Lamb is a
1: Lamb, I think, will be a better fit next to Aaron off the bench once I think, is back. I think Simon Warren is a bit awkward. I think he's a great sixth man, Lamb is. I agree. I think that's ultimately where he ends Probably up. Probably an
0: overqualified six man, to be honest. He was awesome last year. I mean, he, he- that dude's runner
1: is nasty. Was he the sixth man last year? No, I think he st- started. Starting. Yeah, he started fifty-five okay. games. I'm guessing when they started tanking, they put him on the bench or something. Well, remember he hit that uh crazy half quarter, right? Yeah, <laughs> to, to beat, the beat the Raptors. That set them up for for the eventual chance. Maybe that uh maybe that decided the title. Okay. <laughs> Deep breaths, honey. Yeah, Lamb's always oh. been off a bench guy for Charlotte. Um, but he really came alive last year some of that was you know maybe he's a rhythm guy but I mean, he really came alive this past year uh and it, it, don't don't get it confused by his uh minutes per game inflating his scoring he had his highest points per minute and per possession individually uh last year so definitely improved the scoring
0: yeah so do you think um like Warren is probably the most Risky, concerning of the three players they got, right? I mean, a he's a
1: among- What do you mean by concern? Like, like,
0: I guess um, most up, up, up in the air. Like, I, I don't know what to expect. Like, there's a wide range of how Warren he could end up being. have a-
1: never played with good players. <laughs> yeah,
0: that that, that that concerns me. <laughs> to be not that, because it's like, that, that kind of gives
1: like, me optimism? Like he's yeah, been, there are a lot of players like, solid playing off of like rookies and stuff.
0: You know. Yeah, but how's he gonna do in a role where he has to like basically be the fourth
1: guy? Yeah, that's true. We've never seen that, that from him. His usage has his usage has been pretty reflective of like a fourth guy though until these last two years. That's true. I mean, he
0: is not used to be the number one. Booker is by far the number I think one guy. It, so I guess last year he was probably the three per, or four. Perhaps the Booker chaos
1: of uh, being the fourth option will will help Warren. Like defense is scrambling, he gets the ball, he can really take it into the teeth of the D. Uh, and both Warren and Lamb, what I like about them for being the type of creators they are is they're both very low turnover players. So uh, if you're forced to put the ball in their hands more than often, given matchups or whatever, you can expect that at the worst or at least getting a shot up on the possession.
0: Yeah, I'm also thinking it's, it'll be good when Vic comes back because when you, you kind of slot, let's say you want to play three guard, you want to play Lamb at the three or whatever, or play one of the three. You have the ability of that guy who is sort of used to being... The whatever you want to call it, kind of like getting the ball at times, they'll have an unspirit. He'll be in an unselfish lineup where if he's open, he'll get the ball. It won't be like you know, Victor taking double team.
1: I think they back, have two a, point t- shots, he'll until they get ball. Vic. I think they have a pretty crappy passing starting five. So Bonus is the only yeah, but passer I think, of that
0: group. But I think you slot Vic in, and then all of a sudden, you've got a lot, it, everything kind of opens up a little bit,
1: yeah. Uh, and then on uh. Warren, I think a lot of three-point his point three-point shooting being real or not will be crucial to, to determining um, yes his fit uh, on the defensive end because I said like I said the Brogdon six eleven wingspan I think he'll just end up guarding the best wing for the other team yep um, I don't think there's a lot of val or well, whoever I think he'll guard whoever the best player is one through three on the other team yeah I think he'll guard like Jimmy Butler type level players at times yeah and then I'd throw Lamb on the point guard and Warren on the two guard and then hope. So that Turner's going to have to uh, really glue this unit together until. Yeah. Go. I mean, it's going to have to be con- It's going to have to come
0: from guard pressure up top and turn defending the rim when they get deep, the only back, especially. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be a little reminiscent of um, the old, I guess, PG Lance teams with the, with Hibbert in the back where like P- Paul George would play really up on defenders. Cause he knew if he let a guy beat him, he could, Hibbert would back him up in the back end. It's kind of how they have to play.
1: Yeah, they're, they, like last year we were psyched about the defensive potential of the Pacers. Like the best defensive lineup for the Pacers has to probably feature one of Warren or McDermott, which is not good. Well, the Pacers also were maybe the best defensive team in the league until the label got hurt. That's true. Actually, I think the best defensive lineup is probably Holiday. Bra- Man, this is hard. Who's playing the four here? Holiday, Brogdon, Sumner, the bonus Turner probably. Yeah. So there's going to be some awkward defensive fits. And as I've just stated, this is why I want a, a, like forward defender.
0: Remember the Pacers do have really good defensive coaches. So I think that we just have to trust it. It might take Even a little bit
1: for coaching, though. Like, is Sabonis gonna just magically be way faster because he's gonna have to defend away from the rim? Now. No,
0: but I think Warren and Lamb have the ability to be decent defenders if you make them commit to it. Right? They're not like unathletic kind of players. They've got both are pretty big in size, might speed wise, but they both have the ability to beat Bojan level defenders if not better. You know, oh, good!
1: Not,
0: <laughs> or, Yay! No, but, but but you put those two combined with Three good defenders. You've got a good lineup. Like if they run a that's lineup true.
1: with oh no total lineup's still good. I'm just saying that's what I mean. Best defensive five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the aggregate, agri- I still think you can get away with it
0: because the Pacers were playing two bad defenders last year in Boyan and DC, if you want to call it that. And they were, you know, and they, and their best lineup was Thad.
1: Yeah, Thad or covered a lot of weaknesses. For that
0: group. Or, and, and that's that's what Bron's gonna have to do, and so is Turner. That's gonna to
1: yeah, happen. Yeah, Turner. I mean, Turner's already a top five defender in the NBA.
0: I get better right. still, but I mean that's part of. It. I mean if he's not going he to be on the, get
1: that a tick higher, even if he's still like the fifth best guy, but he's just a little better than last year. That's a huge thing. I will say I did see on Instagram him doing some more yoga this summer, so I'm excited. let's go, Yoga Turner is the man. Yeah.
0: No, I mean Turner, if he's never going to be the offensive like crazy offensive dynamic player that he, that we thought he might be, his defense has to just keep getting better until he's the best defender in the league. I really life.
1: hope this summer is the first summer we don't say, oh is Tur- Turner going to have to score 18 points a game next year, and everybody's like shocked and disappointed when he doesn't for. Because he's not that player. I think I
0: think he can score ten or twelve whatever he's doing. He's just got to be an even better defender. That's, that's I agree. That's what I uh, like. Yeah, I agree. Borderline defensive player of the year, and it, where he is now. <laughs> yeah, no, but I mean, I mean, like he wasn't quite in the conversation. He's probably that ne- the next level, he right? even like, oh, him, Gobert, or Embiid, the two defensive player of the year, like one of those three guys, kind of. Yes. Thing.
1: Yeah. So I think their fits on offense are, are good, and they needed those skills, especially with Vic back. I think the first thirty games might be some. Uh, interesting let's call it interesting trial and error um but when Vic comes back I think you have you know especially if Warren shooting is real a good balance starting five and then Lamb makes a lot of sense next to Holiday just with size and skill set so I think in that way they fit pretty well and
0: I think too I mean I know Vic isn't re-signed past 2021 but they've sort of set up their team for like a three or four year window right now to really try out. and then if if, they
1: sure have Adam
0: if they're bad They'll blow it up. I mean, that's that's where they're in position, right? They'll know by. It will not blow it up. No, but let's say they're just like terrible. I'm not going to like, just like, they can't fit together all the deep. You know, they'll do a three year window and if they're, they will see what they have left. And this could be, you know, I think actually next season isn't really going to be their year. I think it's 20, 2020, 2021. It's going to be kind of the, the best year of this concoction yeah. of a team because they're going to have. Yes.
1: A- that will be interesting to see.
0: Yeah. And it's interesting that I like how McMillan, it's like his third team in five seasons, basically. Like, a, New roster all over again.
1: Yeah. It'll be cool, fun. Man. All right. You got anything else for today? No, I am good. All right. Coming up this week, Adam, this is also news to you. That's fun. Uh, bucks film room, Mr. Bucksman himself. We'll talk Brogdon and I'll probably talk, uh, some Wesley Matthews fit, uh, on the mighty bucks. I got Walker Mel, those of lockdown Hornets coming to talk, uh, about Jeremy lamb. It should be fun. um, yeah, and I am doing a small segment for Locked on Kings about Corey Joseph. The uh, Locked on Jazz will be next week. I talked to David about Boyan already. Uh, a lot of fun, free agency shuffling of podcasts coming.
0: Yeah, I think it'll be an exciting week, and then we'll figure out who they sign, and that will also carry us a little longer, and then we'll start getting yeah, –
1: Hopefully for tomorrow's show, instead of talking about the same kind of stuff, just in a more reasoned tone, uh, we're actually talking about a, a move. Uh, we can talk about the Sumner extension tomorrow officially. It looks like three years, $6.5 million, but we'll get more specific with that in the future. It doesn't affect their cap space. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in today, and we'll see you soon.